talking animation on Rachel's Reviews, and this is the show every month where we like to talk about usually an indie or anime or a film that is less uh, mainstream. Uh, We have a lot of fun. And this month, we're talking about a film that has gotten a, a, a bit of publicity, at least in the animation community. But we wanted to talk about it. We talked about uh, Mamoru Hosada's uh, film Wolf Children last month. And so this month, we're talking about Bell, his latest film. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Stanford's here. Hey, how's it going? Yes, I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. And so excited to talk about this movie. Yes. So we had a lot of fun. We actually got to watch this one together. Yes. Thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really fun. They I think it's still in theater. So it wasn't like a, you know, an event or anything. Yeah. But uh, it started this last weekend here in Utah uh, to see Belle. I'd already seen it. And we'll talk a little more about that. But uh, but yeah, it was a really great. I actually saw it twice last week. Once with you, and then I saw it on the uh, on the I IMAX. Saw the IMAX I, that one day IMAX screen, yeah. I was so bummed. I couldn't, I couldn't go. resist. <laughs> no, I'm so glad you got to see it. Yeah, it was really, really, really cool. And it's and I got to see it at the IMAX that I like. Uh, there's one that I don't like. They always have the music too loud, uh, and um, and the one in the district is the one that I prefer. Of the IMAX, personally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the first time that I got to see Belle was at Animation's Film Festival in October, which I highly recommend. Uh, anybody who's listening to this program, I highly recommend you go to this festival. It was so much fun. Probably the best festival I've ever been to. Uh, and we got to not only see so many incredible films and, and see films that weren't uh, in theaters like Luca but we got to have panels and uh, hear from the creators. It was so well done. So much fun. I just can't recommend it enough. But one of the highlights was getting to see Belle at the festival and Mamora Hosada was there and he introduced the film and, uh, and the whole, every seat uh, was full and everybody was just, on the edge of our seat. Like it was just such, I, I, I can't think of when I have felt such electricity in a theater, maybe at um, the Spider-Man movie. That was, that was pretty electric, but uh, certainly it was the, one of the highlights of uh, the last fe- several years of movie going was going to, was seeing bell uh, there at the festival. It was such an incredible experience. You know, what a thrill to be able to do that. Yeah. I've been to a handful of experiences like that. And when you're in the same room with the filmmakers too, mm-hmm. that's just so cool. And you're seeing, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you're seeing it early and, and uh, you know, you were probably some of the first people in the United States to, yeah. see, you know, to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, wow. How it cool. was, it so was cool. really, really, really great. And, I know that they had they had screened it at Cannes, so there are some uh, film critics who saw it there, and I don't know if they showed it at Annecy or not. Um, You know, so there was there were some places where you could see it, but um, but yeah, definitely one of the first in the United States, and it was just a great experience. And sometimes it can be a little awkward if you (laughs) if the filmmakers there, and you're like, oh, this is not very good, right? And it's not very good, or (laughs) you know, or there's problems or something. Yeah, Yeah. that's happened to me more than 
Well, <laughs> it's happened to me. I was sitting right by the director and I fell asleep and I started to snore. And oh, someone no. had to like tap me. You were I was so right. horrified. I was like, I'm so sorry. I mean, I hated the movie. But I was so, <laughs> so horrible. That's bad. That's <laughs> there was one time uh, at uh, Sundance where a guy got up and he said that he had been working on this movie for 12 years. And oh, dear. It, I didn't hate it. But it wasn't great. I didn't yeah. go fresh on it. And, you know, and I'm sitting there in the middle of the, the, the row, just like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but in this case, I was totally invested. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, we've had a, a number of movies recently that have kind of been about the online experience. And I, I think that this is one of the best, whether you're talking uh, Ready Player One, you're talking, um, of course, Rap Race the Internet, um, even, you know, obviously there's ones like um, the Emoji Movie, you know, there's terrible ones, too. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot uh, the last few years that are kind of trying to make some sense of this experience. And I think that this is one of the most hopeful and positive optimistic kind of versions of that 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 experiment that kind of questioning this online experience and i i just really appreciated that about it about what a positive optimistic view i mean not that it doesn't go dark places it absolutely does we'll talk about that but the overall message of the movie is is just so hopeful and beautiful. I'm with you. You know, I, of course, I didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. uh, I I was so surprised by it because, you know, honestly, it seems like most of the messaging we get about internet or the way people are interpreting it is negative. Yeah. You know that, and and uh, I, I just was so impressed how this story really spoke truthfully about the experience of yeah. being on the internet and also just like how you can use it for good yeah. and for everybody, you know, and, and it was such a surprise and, and such a, so um, authentic, you mm -hmm. know, that's just, just for lack of a better word. It just really felt uh, like real, you know, it wasn't saccharine. It wasn't, mm -hmm overbearing you know you weren't getting hit over the head with anything yeah. it was so, so so well made yeah and you can really even see even from hosada's own filmography with uh summer wars yeah and to see what he's kind of learned since that film and we talked about that in a previous episode of talking animation that uh that that you know that, that I really enjoy that film. I think that that film is is really good. But um, you can see the growth, kind of in his, uh, in him as an animator, but also just him as a storyteller. I think since then, I agree. It's you know the the animation in Summer Wars in particular is so it's all. I mean, it's so overwhelming, but it's so amazing. Yeah. Uh, but. This I just felt like the storytelling really has hit a level of of maturity and just so expertly done. 
you know, mm-hmm. it was just like, this is, here's a master of work. And I, and uh, I just appreciated that. Yeah. So much. And one cool thing that uh, I think made it extra rich is that you had veteran Disney animator and character designer, Jin Kim and Michael Camacho that were uh, involved in the design of Belle and uh, the character designs. And then you also had studio, uh, you had Cartoon Saloon that did the backgrounds. And I think that of the, when they were in the U world, that um, Cartoon Saloon did the backgrounds. And I, I feel like you can feel that. Oh, absolutely. There. Yeah. You know, both Jin uh, Kin's work, because I, I always love and those uh Disney animation art of books, you know, for you know, from the various mm-hmm. films, seeing his character sketches. Yeah. Uh and I don't know if is he still at Disney or is he doing some is he just off doing other things? I that I don't know. Um, I, I'm not but, sure. Uh, but uh still from you know previous films over the last decade or more, he's so impressive. And yes, you can totally tell. See, I thanks for letting me know about that cartoon saloon bit. You can totally tell that. Um, it says on Wikipedia that he was with Walt Disney from 1995 to 2016. Okay. Here's interesting. He says he suffers from red-green color blindness. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, it says in May 2018, Kim returned to Los Angeles to work on Pearl Studio Netflix films Over the Moon. Uh, which was directed by Glenn Keane. Glenn Keane, yeah. Uh, as of August 2019, Kim had joined a new project at Disney. So I'm guessing he's working on uh, Strange World. I oh, okay. Uh, you know, or maybe some un- unannounced project. Right, but that'd another... be my guess. And I feel yeah. like that would fit his. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's incredible. I mean, uh, he worked on like Rhapsody in Blue. Uh, in Fantasia 2000. Yeah. Um, he did Cusco uh, in in Emperor's New Groove. Jim on Treasure Planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> he's great. He's great. Uh, and Michael Camacho, I feel like I know him too. Yeah, now how do you know? Yeah, because the name, the sounds, name familiar sounds familiar to me. Yeah. Uh, so, he worked on... Okay, he's worked on a bunch of shows. He worked on um, um, he worked on Craig of the Creek, which I've heard nothing but great things about. I definitely need to catch up on that. Um, and Adventure Time and some other shows. Okay, he's worked on. So okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, you could feel their influence, and especially this most recent time watching. So and I've seen it three times. The third time is when I really started to notice all of the Beauty and the Beast homages that they played in there. Like I noticed it, but I don't know. It's just, it was like that third time was when I really, I was like, oh, yeah. that's, that's exactly, you know, the Beast angry scene or that's the, yes. there was, there's more in there than I, I think first watch really picked up on because mm-hmm. it's so different. You don't kind of notice it at first at least i didn't and uh and and but then the more you sort of like it's it's it makes it kind of fun i like the fact that they didn't do like a shot for shot copy that this is it's more you have to work a little bit harder to see all of the yeah the, i really the like things. that too because 
you know, some of the stuff that I had read about it that was saying that it's like a retelling. And I think that I had even put that in my initial Instagram post saying I was excited about it. And I added, I, I, I modified a little bit just to say, you know, of course, it's 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 like a in a way a reinterpretation of yeah. these and other things. There's just there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. Beauty and the Beast is one of them. And mm-hmm. the homages I thought were really fun. I thought yeah. that there were some subtle homages to the music and uh and then just just to certain scenes and and uh mm-hmm. you know imagery and whatnot uh, but really so so well done that yeah i'm with you it didn't feel like it was uh it felt like it was just so respectful mm-hmm. infinitely yeah. better than anything from that live that horrible live action oh version that we've ripped on <laughs> agreed, <laughs> <A lot>. agreed. <laughs> well it was interesting at animation's film Hosada, he said that uh, that the 1992 Beauty and the Beast was a was part of insp- part of inspiring him to become an animator. That he you know loved the film so much, and he said, "This is my take on the story," which I I really thought that was that was sweet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And according to Wikipedia, and they were plan he wanted to do a musical at first, a full outright musical but that evidently that's just like not a thing really in japan which is funny because like j-pop and and you know k-pop is so big i would think that musicals wouldn't be that far of a stretch well and they <laughs> love the is. american ones i mean weren't they just huge frozen fans and yeah whatnot you know yeah yeah but that's what he said and uh so he found uh, this, the uh, the voice of Belle, Ke- Keho Nakamura, and I guess he worked the songs around her, and her, and she was actually even involved in the lyrics writing for her voice, and because they wanted it to sound really, you know, authentic uh, to, because a lot of animated films have a different singer than actor like Aladdin, for example, right. all of the, the voice actors have different singers. Um, and uh, so that's not uncommon, uh, but they didn't want to do that for this. They wanted it to be seamless between the singing and the acting the voice acting. And, uh, and then they kind of, I think wrote story around those songs and around the, um, the you know the lyrics and i think you can feel that i mean I, I do think the strongest aspect of the movie is probably the saying the songs mm-hmm. yeah they're beautiful the you and i saw the english dub which mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoyed and yeah. i liked all the voice performances but i you know also was so interested to hear what your experience with with the sub, you know, because mm-hmm. you saw the other two times were the sub, was the, the sub version, yeah. right? I did, yeah, and it was a pretty good dub. I, I mean, we talked about it that nothing will ever eclipse the quality of the dubs for the Disney did of Studio Ghibli. Yeah. I mean, it, it you can hardly tell. No question, yeah, it, those are so good, so good. Um, but. That's this not on that level. There are times when it doesn't quite fit, quite match up. Um, but I think it was pr- pretty solid and very similar in voice sounds. Um, so that's good. And I, whereas like for your name, they have a pretty decent dub, but I felt like with the music, the Radwimps music in the, in the, your name dub, 
it sounded like it was rushing because there's just more, I think, syllables in Japanese than in English. And so to make the same song work um, in English, it just sounds rushed, you know, Mm -hmm. it sounds, it sounds weird. And uh, so I didn't feel that though here. I didn't feel like, I thought they did a pretty good job with the songs. I didn't feel like they were rushed or that the timing was, was off in the dub. Yeah. So I think they did a pretty good job. And, uh, and I think it's a shame that they, they couldn't submit or they chose not to submit any of the songs for best song. I feel like you never, almost never hear of foreign language songs that are not in, in the running for best and best original song at the Oscars. I mean, I guess you have, um, Jai Ho from Slumdog Millionaire and, um, and you have, um, I guess Disney is one of the Encanto songs is in Spanish, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I guess at cons, this film received a 14 minute standing ovation. You know, which, you could understand why. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, in, in cons, they're really stingy about those standing ovations. <laughs> yeah, you have to earn it. Yeah. You always hear about the booze at cons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they were saying, uh, uh, saying, oh, so-and-so movie got booed at cons. And I'm like, well, join the club. <laughs> 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 uh, so that's a pretty big thing for uh for for that to happen and um so yeah i i just i really loved i i, I just feel like this movie has so many layers mm-hmm. with it like it's got a beautiful message a like beautiful animation i think the characters are really likable and beautifully executed and I, I don't know i just really enjoyed it in every way i think you could enjoy a movie and uh and so uh let's dive into the plot uh so uh so at the beginning we have suzu she sees her mother dying rescue trying to rescue a child from the flood from a flooding river and you that becomes a theme sort of rescue becomes a theme throughout the whole film. Yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty startling, I think way to start out the film. Would you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, it is, it's, it's a shocker. And in fact, and so I was wondering if the whole movie was really going to be about, uh, grief. And I Mm -hmm. think that is part of it, but I'm with you. It's really more about rescuing. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, holy cow, that just th- throws you right into it. And you just think, okay, mm-hmm. this, you know, this is, yeah. this is a uh, serious, you know. And this, I always this- appreciate about Hosada's films is he allows his characters to be very emotionally true, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's wolf children and uh, then, yeah. you know, being very honest with their mother and the mother being very honest back. And and, uh, you know, in Summer Wars, it's the same uh, with their feelings, the whole family. And in here, you have uh, Suzu being very honest about her anger 
towards her mother and how she felt like her mother abandoned her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that that really draws you into the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It really helps you. Uh, not, I guess not, I mean, I guess I understand her, but you just empathize with her. You know, you yeah. just feel so sad. You know, sympathize with her. You feel so, mm-hmm. feel so sad that she's having to go through this. And she never really can get over it. Can't she? Yeah. I mean, not that she would, but, but uh, she's just still so traumatized. I appreciated how how they portrayed uh, her father, mm-hmm. how he was actually kind of chill. But I think that he was doing that because he was just letting her process, even though yeah. it was taking years. <laughs> you know, uh, and I feel like he didn't have like the tools to deal with this situation. So he, he just kind either. of. I don't think he did either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's interesting when you compare it to. And um, it just made me think of the father in Totoro and it's kind mm-hmm. of the similar, you know, with the, in that case, the mother's in the hospital, but yeah, he kind of doesn't know how to deal with these girls. Yeah. Uh, and you have Shinobu who is uh, there with her when this happens with her mother and he kind of makes a promise that he will protect her and make sure that, uh, she's okay. She he'll kind of stand in for the mother in a way, and uh, and so that's why there's always a little bit of distance between. Like you can tell that Suzu wants more of a relationship with Shinobu, but is there's this distance? Yeah, that she can't until the end when she finally is finished grieving. Uh, then he says, "I can stop protecting you now." Mm-hmm. which I really thought was beautiful. I like that too. Yeah. I, was, I thought that was very meaningful. Mm-hmm. Then we have Ruku who I really enjoyed her character. I, I think it would have been very easy to make her, you know, mean girl, but yes. she's not. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In, fact, in fact, when we first really meet her, I thought that was the direction that it was going to go. You mm-hmm. know, it was like, she was giving me a girl or not, but not yeah. even. And I love the scene where, because she has this crush on this boy named Kamishin, Kamishin, and he is like this big, big canoe guy, and she thinks that uh, that Suzu thinks that Ruku has a crush on Shinobu, but yet she actually has a crush on Kamishin, and uh, the whole scene when they are admitting that they like each other in the train i yeah. died it's so funny it's so cute <laughs> it's cute yeah, yeah really I well love that scene it's really good and then her friend uh hero Hiroka, or hero <clears throat> i she's like the genius friend who who's the one who introduces her to the you to the world and uh and basically when the incident with her mother happened Suzu stopped singing. It like traumatized her. She couldn't like literally she tries to sing and she can't get it out uh, in the um, in the in the world and the real world. But, but this whole idea of the you is that they they t- take your biometrics and they create a character based on who you are. And she tricks it a little bit because she has them use Ruku's face <clears throat> to create Belle. But uh, 
But when she goes into the to the U, her biometrics create a singer that that's in her, which I thought was such a cool idea. You know, I'm with you. This whole creation of the U, you know, it's like every social media platform rolled into one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was smart way to do it, though. You know, to create create kind of this, their their own. Uh, but I, th- I thought that was such a yeah such a neat idea that it's it's not so much that you're creating this. I mean, it's kind of like an avatar, but it's more. You know, I don't know. I just felt I, I really liked it. Mm. Yeah, it it was really good, and it, you can't help but imagine kind of what my character would be, you know, and what yeah. it would look like, what it would be, and. And I mean, I think this feels like a really fun place to hang out. <laughs> I think I would be yeah. a big fan, <laughs> especially in quarantine. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I said that after uh, um, <laughs> when, when quarantine was just starting, I was like, if anyone wants to invent Ready Player One, I think we're all ready. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I think we're all And we're board. still there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, so, and I love the design of Belle. I love the fact that they included Suzu's freckles. I think that's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. That was a re- really wonderful, just the detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's just so beautiful, and I love her hair. And, and yeah, uh, she's got this long pink mm-hmm. hair and, and uh, really beautiful i mean just stunning fashion you know that they how they dress her uh just yeah great character wow mm-hmm. yeah i just love and then when she sings and like the whole world kind of comes alive and you see like the the hearts and the the things come out like out of her the way that's all it's so beautiful yeah, yeah. it's gorgeous um and so then the dragon appears, and I really love the design of the dragon. Oh, I do too. I thought it was so brilliant to have the scars from the abuse, because uh, we find out later that he's been protecting his brother from this father, and uh, that uh, that that's like his cape, kind of. The scars, in a way, his scars are like protecting him, which I thought was just really, really? beautiful. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's it's a beautiful con- yeah way that they the way that they they put mm-hmm. the dragon together. I thought so too. Yeah, what did you think about the? Uh, I forget what they actually call them, but the suit basically like the superheroes that yeah uh, led by this Justin character right. uh, that are after the dragon that are attacking the dragon and obviously it's it's a little bit of Gaston in there but but what do you think that maybe Hosada is trying to say about superheroes well um it wasn't flattering <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh well yeah um I felt there was this like with the superheroes, there's this level of of uh, machismo mm-hmm. and things that that uh, that are so prevalent. Yeah, both like in 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 our entertainment, and then just I think just in in attitudes. You know, whether it be um, 
sporting, you know, like, you know, athletes or different things just to have this, have this kind of attitude. And, uh, I thought, I thought it was a, mm-hmm. a clever and, and, and poignant way to, sh- to, to show that type of behavior, you know, yeah. that type of, uh, thought process. Well, yeah. And I think that it's very self-aggrandizing and not really trying to listen to, uh, to what this, you know, what the beast is, what the dragon is saying or what Belle is saying. And I do think that's a thing online, you know, that it's like people have their, their idea. They're not interested in what other people have to say. They're going to go after this person. They don't care. Exactly. There's no, there's really no interest interest in dialogue. Right. You know, people just want to share their opinion and frankly, just be mean. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just not expect any kind of true interaction or, or, an, or a true effort to understand. Mm-hmm. And, and I th- again, I just thought that the, the superheroes was, was the perfect way to, uh, portray that type of attitude that we see on the internet every day. Yeah. It mm-hmm. reminded me the, the Justin, the lead one, it kind of reminded me of, uh, Brad Pitt's character in um, Megamind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> kind of reminded me of that. Yes. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. And I, so this movie, it is honest about the, the perils of uh, the internet. And in, in fact, the very first kind of interaction that Belle has, uh, she gets a lot of negative feedback. In fact, she's telling Hero that, that, you know, all these people don't like, don't like her on her. And, you know, and then uh hero says it's, that but look at all the people that do like you, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not a um, rose colored glasses, I think, look at the internet, but, uh, but it, uh, but in the end, the, the, you know, the message is, is quite hopeful. Uh, and, you know, I certainly, I certainly can really understand that because, you know, I've had, the negative sides, of course, but w- when I think about the great relationships that I have made online uh, that uh, have been really important, I mean, everybody that works with me at Homeworkies Podcast are friends from the internet. I mean, you and I met yeah. <laughs> through, yeah. because of a friend online. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all I would say ninety percent of my friends are people that I met through the yeah. internet. So, which is. You know, really, uh, I think, you know, tribute to you, too, Rachel, is how you approach it as well. Because, you know, you're, you're, uh, I think, being more, uh, you know, genuine and, 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 and open on it rather than just like these, you know, these people that are just being mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Or like trying to appear perfect, like some, right. especially Instagrammers, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, uh, that I, I feel like, uh, that ship sailed long ago for me. So what are you going to do? <laughs> What's left? <laughs> but I, I did think about, wow, I, I wouldn't say that I've had many experiences of like rescuing someone, but one, um, one experience that was very meaningful to me and really changed me a lot was, um, a, a friend of mine. Uh, that I'd gotten to know over the years. Um, he 
came to me because he knew I was religious and he wanted some advice because he was going to be coming out to his parents. And, you know, and I, I, at this point, my sister hadn't come out yet. So I didn't have that personal experience, but I, I just remember like wanting him to be loved so badly mm-hmm. and wanting them to be open and accepting and kind. And they were thankfully. And it really changed my views on a lot of things that I'm like, I need, not that I wasn't accepting before, but it just, I just wanted him to be loved. And I knew that I needed to be that kind of person and be that loving and that kind. And I felt honored that he came to me, you know, for advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was a very meaningful experience where I, I felt like it kind of taps into a similar emotion that we get with Belle, where she is just so drawn to the dragon and, and knows she needs to help them. Yeah. 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 And uh, so we do get the homages to beauty and the beast. Like, so we said, it's sort of subtle. There's when she goes to see him and he says, get out, you know, get out of here. Yes. Just similar to in the movie. Um, yeah. Well, please. No, sorry. No, go ahead. No, please. After you. Um, well, he has. I was just going to say he has the the little helpers. Yeah. Which are kind of like the helpers and um, the objects in the movie. Yeah. And you know, little, just yeah, just a, just a series of little homages. They're they're subtle, but they're really cool. They're cool. You know, they're not in your face, and and uh, I, I I really like that. But you know, it's it's really not a Beauty and the Beast story. As you, right. so that's it's not know, a you, romance. And you told me, you know, and you told me that too before, you know, right? Before, you know, as we were walking in, and and uh, that that helped me because I think a lot of people are kind of touting it as that, and I feel I feel like it's 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 an homage to the nineteen ninety one animated, you know, great animated film, but not really a Beauty and the Beast story, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's not really a it's not a romance. Yeah, I mean, not it has a romance. A little bit with uh, Ruku and yeah, uh, and yeah. Uh, commission, but not um, not with Belle and the Beast. It's not mm. a romance, right? It's just a friendship, which I think is great. There are not enough movies made about friendship. I thought the friendship part of it was was you know, it's what really what I think is what made it special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And also another, a couple of the other homages, you have them dancing. There's a ball, ballroom scene. <laughs> yeah. Which is great. <laughs> even, and again, not shot for shot, but even kind of an homage to the camera angles, you know, from mm-hmm. that, from that wonderful uh, scene. Yeah. yeah. And then the other big homage, at least that I picked up on, was the, um, when he saves her. It's very similar when he, you know, yes, he saves her from the wolves. Very similar. And, Cool, you know, cool. Mm. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. So Suzu sings as herself because Justin basically exposes her. Yeah. And so then she sings this this massive concert. She sings as herself to get uh, the help in uh, in the U to try to try to help. Uh, we, we end up. His name is Kai, the boy. Um, help the beast, and I mean that's just an incredible sequence. Oh my goodness. When that all started going down, I just, I think just kind of, you know, it took my breath away. And then 
again, it's 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 so masterfully created, and the animation is so complex. Mm-hmm. You know, because I love I love that. You know, it's like they're in like you know Tron or something. <laughs> kind yeah. of thing, or as you said, kind of the Matrix, but uh, uh, and there's just like you know hundreds of thousands of 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 screens open of like people that are watching her. Mm-hmm. But she's but she's floating in air and kind and kind of isolated, and it's her that you said, and not she's she's mm-hmm. not under the guise of Belle. Uh, and I just feel like that's where she that's where she gains her courage and gets the clarity. Mm-hmm. And it's so well done. It was so just really wowed. Yeah, and I loved whenever they showed the whale with the yeah. um, speakers on them. That was yeah. so beautiful. I love that. And so they start to be able to figure, uh, put the pieces together and they find this live stream that Kai and his brother did. Um, And they, they almost get the address, but then the dad comes in. And I mean, I do think that, that, that could, the father could be a little triggering for people that have, Oh yeah, that had been through mm-hmm. an abusive situation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he is scary. He's totally scary. And they, not that they like full on showed the violence, but you knew what was going on. It mm-hmm. was not. This was not sugar coated. Yeah. At all. I mean, especially with all of those bruises, oh, yeah. you know, that the dragon has. The, the yeah. Yeah, and so they are able to kind of start to put the pieces together, and I really liked how it's like the whole community. You know, was there uh, all the like various people that we'd met, like at the senior center and yes. a different thing. They were all there and they're all kind of putting, helping to put it together. Helping. It almost had like a little bit of a, I don't know, like a Truman show kind of vibe a little bit yeah. of like everybody watching and oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, you know, helping each other and sharing their knowledge to, to pinpoint where, where, where this location yeah, was. Yeah. Cause her one friend, I can't remember if it's Ruku or somebody else. I can't remember, but. Um, she, uh, she hears the morning, like the morning announcements yep. at the beginning, basically. So they're able to narrow it down to this suburb of Tokyo. And then they see there's only two big buildings and they see that from the, from the window and they're able to kind of put it together. And so then she goes on the train to, uh, to go and find them. And I just absolutely love the scene when she, sees the two boys and her and they just they hug at first that kai's a little bit is this really Belle? is this really her and uh and they hug and then the dad comes and he can't break the hug yeah you know like that's just too much you know for even for him it's it makes me cry just thinking about it it was so beautiful it's beautiful and What's so interesting too to me was so much of this film is is set in you, you know, in the in the U world, which is so flashy and mm-hmm. so uh I, I don't I don't mean overwhelming the word overwhelming to say negative, but there's just so much. There's so many pieces of animation, you know, <laughs> that yeah. are in this. All the you know, all the windows and all the conversation bubbles and all the character, all the characters and all the stuff. And this scene is so simple. They're they're on a street and it's rainy and it's just these four people. And and uh the color palette's very subdued. 
you know, during, during that. And it's, it's, uh, it's so powerful. Uh, and again, I just was thinking again, master filmmaker at work, mm-hmm. you, you know, cause that's, that's how that scene needed to play out. Yeah. Um, something else, something great. Yeah. It, it really, it, you know, it almost had the, you know, the feeling of the whole in the Bible when everybody's about to stone the woman, you know, and then Jesus saves her. And it almost had that a little bit of a feel to me of just, it was just so beautiful. And I said in my review, I said, I said, this is not the story of finding good in a monster as the Disney film does. It's about finding good in the monster of the cyber world, that it can be a tool to help us all reach out to each other and rescue each other. How needed and beautiful is that? Yeah. Yeah. Really, it was a great review to you, Rachel. Thank you. I read it before <laughs> we recorded. You did such a nice job. Thanks. But um, the, uh, yeah, that's so perfectly, perfectly said about that scene. Yeah. yeah. I just loved it. I thought it was pitch perfect. And uh, I, I, there is a lot going on in this movie, and it's maybe a hair too long, but I just, I just really loved it. I thought it was so beautiful. I thought, uh, the story really meant something to me and uh, the, I love the music. I've been listening to it nonstop <laughs> since October. Do you and listen to the English version or the Japanese too, as far as with the songs, Rachel? What, what kind of Japanese? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I, I, and how beautiful that after, after saving these boys um, that then now she understands her mother. Yeah. And she's in a place where now in Shinobu says, I don't have to protect you anymore. And she's, and she's finally able to sing with her friends Yeah, at the end uh, and in real life, not even just in the U. So it, that was gorgeous. Beautiful. You know, she's got such a great character arc Mm -hmm. and, and uh, again, it's just, it just felt so, uh right the way everything the way everything came together that uh you know she's she's able to ha- she's able to finally make peace with this with with her mother's death which is um so hard but it was i thought it was done as you know she really she realized it in such an interesting way by actually doing what her mother did you know um in, in her own way yeah but, yeah yeah i didn't uh Put I should have put a post on um on Twitter uh you know asking for comments but um uh but uh, I've gotten a lot just that I've shared and retweeted and stuff but uh on uh the, but like our friend Kyle he said that it's so rich like a dense layer cake a lot to think about once it's over there must uh must like a t- there's a ton of different ideas themes going on at once and all feeling seamless. It takes on a balanced and thoughtful look on our social media age, and it, to, to me, is the right way to update a fairy tale. In this case, the Beauty and the Beast story to a modern sensibility and tell it from a different perspective. As Memora Hosada crafted a beautiful, surrealistic digital odyssey like few others, visually top-notch, top-to-bottom, powerful storytelling on a truly unique plane, I'd call it a masterpiece. 
Um, another yep. one of my friends says, amazing movie. This is real fanatic. This is amazing movie, and only one animated movie from 2021 is better by a nose in my book, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Um, I had one friend. It was interesting. Uh, Kevin, the critic, when he first saw it, he was like a three out of five. And then he read my review of talking about the homages to Beauty and the Beast. And he said, in learning some new information regarding the anime bell from from Rachel's reviews right up on the film, my score goes up from up to a four out of five stars. One of the best of the years. Please see this film however you can. It's beautiful. And so I think that's interesting. And I think that says something to the film that there's every time you watch it, there's a new layer that you realize. Yeah. Which you experienced, right? You know, mm-hmm. with, uh, yeah. 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 Um, Dalton Carter, he says, featuring breathtaking animation, beautiful music, and a heartfelt message on the good that social media is capable of, Bell is both another wonderful anime from Mamoru Hosada and a brilliant modern twist on the classic fairy tale as old as time. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's just a very special film, and I hope that people... Uh, that uh, people keep going to see it and uh, you know, that it keeps doing well um, because it's just, it's just great. What a great year for animation. Cause you know, we not only, of course we had Mitchell's versus machines. We had Encanto also had flea, which we'll probably talk about for any animation. One of these days. Yeah. Um, another person, another friend says bell has been stuck in my mind ever since seeing it. And, um, and I feel like that's true with it too, that it just kind of stays yes, it there. It just stays with you. That's that's what's happened to me. Mm-hmm. It just it's just there. And I it just cause it was so good. It's so 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 thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another friend says Bell has been like a drug to me ever since my first viewing. So there we go. Good uh, stuff. Go see it. <laughs> yes, please. Everyone go see it. It's so it's it's such a beautiful film and uh, and I I just I hope that it gets people I just hope that people that are close-minded about anime will at least give it a shot because I feel like it's pretty accessible. I do too. It's uh, <clears throat> yeah and and uh, there's enough and and then again just because it's so. Um, positive and really and ultimately so real uh i i it's it's a good it's it's a good one for people to try mm-hmm. if, if they're if they're hesitant about you know trying out anime yeah yeah well very good thanks so much for doing this and talking about this movie with me this was a lot of fun well thank you for introducing me to it rachel <laughs> it's so kind of you what a great movie <laughs> So let us know if you're listening, what you think about and how it would rank for you in the Hosada library, I guess, <laughs> films. We'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts. And uh, please like this video. Please subscribe to the channel. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. I would sure appreciate that. And Stanford, how can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. And I have a movie podcast and blog at moviespastandpresent.com. Please follow me on Instagram. My handle is at moviespap, as in past and present. Great.
Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also check out the, the Hallmarkies podcast. A lot of fun going on over there. Also, I'm going to be covering Sundance Film Festival uh, and uh, hopefully getting to interview some of the animators. We'll see how that works out. But, uh, I, know, but definitely I hope it's going to work. Make sure that you're following me over on Twitter because I'll have all of that. And I'm going to be doing daily logs uh, for everything that I watch uh, during the festival. So take a look at that. And thanks so much, everybody. We'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.